Good day, everyone. Welcome to Building a Leadership Mindset. I am your host, Nikki C, and I'm super excited to have our very first guest on Building a Leadership Mindset, and that is Ellis Kirkpatrick. And let's just talk a little bit about what she does. She owns the business Writers to Readers LLC. She's been doing this for six months. And the products and services that she provides is coaching, speaking, publishing books, especially anthologies, which is her favorite. And she gains inspiration from life itself. We are all connected through personal encounters. Some are brief. Others are lifelong relationships. Ellis, is, Ellis Kirkpatrick is a speaker, a writer, coach, a legacy author, and an author of fiction for children and teens, which are also enjoyed by many ages. She's a wife, a mother, and a grandmother. Well, she's a mother of four and a grandmother of 15, a farmer, a rancher, and has her AS and AS, I'm sorry, ASS degrees and other certification, 13 plus years researching genealogy for many families, plus her uh, DAR Patriots, author of five legacy books, three published books, and currently in six collaborative book projects. Oh my God, that is amazing. Welcome, welcome. Ellis, I am so happy to have you on. Wow, talk to me. Tell me, you know, how you're feeling today. Oh, after all of that, it's like, wow, I'm really doing something. <laughs> yes, definitely when you hear it back, someone else kind of reading it aloud, it, it just kind of says, wow, that is phenomenal, right? And you have been great. I've had a pleasure to have a virtual coffee with you and we're connected with the Connected Leaders Academy, which has truly been a blessing from our conversations to both for both of us. Yes. So thank you again for having, um, you know, for coming on my show. I really appreciate it. And I just want to share also what her mission is. Um, her mission is to let each person know that they have great value inside of them already they are enough and they are worthy and do this through and she does this through speaking guided coaching and through anthology books and other books as well so let's see here so how do you discipline yourself to be part of so many projects oh i just can't sit still <laughs> i just have to keep going one after the other sometimes it seems like it's a little much. It's like, oh, I just need some quiet time. But, you know, you schedule that in. You just, you know, get a few minutes to yourself. Always, always try to schedule at least 14 minutes just to do anything I want to do that has nothing to do with the business, but it's just for me. And, uh, and just, just do my daily routine. That makes a difference. The morning and the evening and, and then just staying connected with people. That's the best thing right there. That is awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about your past before you got into uh, this uh, <laughs> new life of book writing and stuff like that. So talk a little bit more about that. Um, well, I've always written and from, from grade school on, 
Um, I loved reading when I was in grade school. I was an avid reader, just couldn't keep books out of my hands. And um, that actually changed. I was very shy growing up. And when I was in grade school, a teacher actually embarrassed me in front of not just the class, but the most popular person in the class. But she said, I needed to slow down when I read. I needed to enunciate at the end of each sentence. And it slowed me down so much that I didn't enjoy reading because it was too much of a chore. What I should have done <laughs> was, okay, whatever teacher says, I'll do it then. But when I'm home and when school's out, then I'm going back to the way it was. <laughs> but uh, but I do read read now, not as much as I would like to. There's so many books out there <laughs> that that I want to read. But gosh, I just, I I love writing. Writing is a way to express myself. I really started writing for my grandkids. That's when the process really started. You know, I had all those others that I'd done when I was growing up, but writing for my grandkids and getting their reactions, you know, started telling them stories and they wanted to hear the same story the next night. And it's like, well, I don't know the story. I just made it up. And they go, oh, but it was so good. So I learned to take your regular story time stories put their names in it, some of the things they like, and then it's easy enough to remember. But uh, we moved away from the grandkids. So I'm kind of away from all of them about the same distance right now. And so I would send them letters, letters with stories in them just for them, talk to them on the phone, find out what's going in their life, and then make up stories for them. And, and that was fun. And then my kids said, you've got to start publishing the stories. So I wrote some stories, weren't for my, my kids. I published them and it's like, I didn't know what I was doing. So this year in January, I said, I'm gonna learn how to run a business. I'm gonna learn how to get my books out there and what to do. Wow, that just opened up this whole amazing world to me. And I love it. <laughs> that is so awesome. And it's so funny because we didn't have this conversation initially when we had our virtual coffee, but I did the same when my son was young. I actually mm -hmm. told him bedtime stories and I... I have this bad habit of yawning while I'm reading. I don't know if it's a, a breath thing, like don't know how to control the breath, you know, while I'm reading, but I always chew gum to, to kind of subside yeah. any yawning. But when I started actually telling him stories, I would also use his name, use maybe a show <laughs> or an adventure that, you know, we may go on. And I just would create it off the top of my head for about five to 10 minutes and never put him to sleep. It was always like, mom, give me more. <laughs> so that's yes, amazing yes. that, you know, we definitely have that connection as well. And I did it for quite a few years, maybe from like three to eight. Um, and oh, wow. now, now we just really make up stories out of the blue for his animation. So thank you so much for sharing oh, that. Nice. That's amazing. Nice. <laughs> so that's so awesome. So yeah, so now 
how is your mindset, because this is building a leadership mindset, and I'm definitely uh, grabbing all these amazing people that I have been connecting to and kind of just wanted to see what their view on mindset is. So how important is mindset to be a leader in your life, in your daily routine, though you're not leading others, um, and you may be, but you know, you have to lead yourself first. So how important is your mindset for that? Oh, you can't, you can't leave without a mindset. Um, you know, it's, it's surprising. You know, I've had lots of years to, to get all kinds of garbage in my brain. And, um, and I, I didn't even know there was such a thing as mindset. I didn't know there was this, this paradigm that your subconscious is telling you these things just because it's comfortable with that. And when you go to change it, your mind says, that's uncomfortable. I've never done that before. I want to go back to the way it was because that's what I know. And so you have to work at it a little bit and say, huh, well, maybe that's the way it was, but this is the way it's going to be from now on and jump on board with me, you know? And, and uh, yeah, huge difference, huge difference. I, I had a point in my life where somewhere along the way, I started telling myself those negative things and I didn't even know it. It was, it was never a problem for me to look in the mirror and say good things to me. And then this year on one of the masterminds I was on, they said, say these nice things, go to the mirror and say them to yourself. I thought, okay, no problem. I went in the bathroom and I couldn't do it. I could not look in the mirror and say anything nice to myself. And I was kind of paralyzed. It's like, what is wrong with me? When did I start? believing all these negative things that I had been told and um, so I worked on it. it took me about seven weeks until I could finally look in the mirror and say you're amazing you're wonderful look at all this stuff that you do that's just incredible and now I can do it no problem you know I can tell everybody but uh, that, that was a real eye-opener and it's like okay so there is something to this subconscious mind that um, you might have had all these negative things told to you, you know, and it's like, um, you know, at one point in my life, I was in an unhealthy relationship and the person said, the only reason you have friends is because of me. All these people here, were my friends first. And I thought, well, that can't be true. And then I thought, well, they all are your friends first because we moved to, to their hometown. And, but, uh, Somebody said something to me one time and, and I said, really, you're my friend? He goes, yeah, I would, we're only friends because of you, not because of that person. It's like, nobody likes that person. It's like, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, so it was kind of like an eye opener. It's like, hmm, what else was wrong? You know? So, um, yeah, no matter what's going on, you know, even if you've had a pretty good life, there's still, you know, this self-talk we give ourselves when we do something wrong. Oh, that was stupid. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. You've done that before. You should know better by now. You know, cut that out. Don't say those things. You know, what, what would you say to your best friend? You know, would you always be telling your best friend that, you know, the person you count on the most? And it's like, no, you want to encourage them. And so encourage yourself because that's where it starts right there. And what a difference it's made. Huge difference. <laughs>
That's beautiful. And um, again, we're on the same alignment. I actually took this icon transformation camp that actually taught me as well to talk in the mirror, like anywhere I went. Um, I have a mirror in my office, you know, I couldn't go like in my dining room and see the mirror that's there without at least recording myself once a day and saying, hey, you're amazing, you inspire, you motivate, Nikki, you're awesome. And it's really called the inner hater that we have inside of us mm -hmm. that kind of is the one that, you know, brings us down. So when you talk life into yourself and that inner hater, you kind of suppress that. So you definitely have to lead yourself that way. I mean, I took that um, that assignment so literal that even when I, I, I'm a notary by trade. So I went to do a signing and someone was like throwing out their trash and literally there was a mirror like right on the side of the road. And I did a recording right there and then, because it just reminded me, you need to continue to speak life into yourself. So thank you so much for bringing yes. that up. That's amazing. So what are some key mindsets that you have learned from other leaders in your life? Um, well, I haven't thought about that before. Um, you know, I think, think the big thing is, is don't give up on yourself. You know, that's the one thing. Keep going, keep persevering. Look, you're going to have have failures you know I'm, I'm in the process of writing a book of everybody has a first day whether it's your first day of the business first day of school first day of whatever and you've got to have a first day to get towards success and in that i talk about five different things one of them is failure failure is a part of success and all failure is is something that didn't work that way so you find different ways to make it work. You know, I learned about uh, the word perspective. You know, I've heard of it, but until you really grab a hold of it and start learning about it, you know, you just need to change just a little bit to get a different perspective on something. And it gives you a whole new viewpoint of what's going on, you know, and everybody's heard, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but most people heard about Thomas Edison and he had 10,000 ways that didn't work. And it's like, that's just it. It didn't work that way. So you keep finding a way that does work. Um, I think about writing, um, Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup for the Soul. He had, I think it was over 140 no's before he finally got a yes for his first book. You know, and now everybody knows Chicken Soup for the Soul. Um, I was watching a little video clip on Stephen King and he got his first rejection letter, he got a nail and he stuck it on the wall. And every rejection letter went under that nail. And one day he's writing and all of a sudden the nail falls down. So what did he do? He got a bigger nail, but finished putting them up there until you get it. So you just keep going and you gotta remember all these little tiny steps you're taking. It's like, why can't I just make a big step and get there? Well, all these little tiny steps you're taking Every once in a while, turn around and see how far you've come, because you've probably gone a lot further than you realize, you know, and it's, it's easy to get discouraged, but even if you get discouraged, you know, go have yourself a cry, go, you know, exercise, whatever it is, go swimming, do something, get it out of there, and then the next day, just keep on going. 
That's awesome. And that was actually going to be my next question is how, what type of mindsets do leaders need to have when they deal with those type of failures? And that's, again, have a walk, have a cry, let mm -hmm. it out and just reset and restart. And what I love is that every day is a new opportunity to rewrite your path, yeah. your story, your journey. And when people tend to fail, they just tend to give up. And when you give up, you just, oh, you are always going to know that the answer is no, and you're yeah. never going to make it. But if you continue to try and, you know, pick yourself up, dust yourself off. I mean, it's a long, you know, old saying that we hear all the time. And some people, you know, just, you know, those simple, basic rules of life to just restart we tend to forget. So thank you so much for touching on that point all in another question. Yeah. So now who are some of your role models? Uh, my role models, my grandmother, without a doubt, she works really hard. Um, I, I do want to say one thing that's, it's going to stick in my mind and interrupt my talk. If I don't say it is if you're doing something and you're doing it and it keeps spelling, keeps spelling, keeps spelling, then take a look at why you're doing it. You know, what's, what's your heart behind it? You know, is it because somebody told you to do it? Is it something you've just always done? Do you really want to do it? Because maybe you need to just adjust what you're doing or stop and just go do something else. Don't, you know, it's okay to have hobbies and stuff, but if there's something you really enjoy, then go do that. Um, enjoy it. Take take the time to, to um just pursue what you want to do. And if you keep failing, keep failing, either find somebody who's doing that who can help you. Or maybe you need to go do something else. But, but if you fail, don't quit. Keep going because you're going to fail. So back to my grandmother. My grandmother was an amazing woman. Everybody loved her. I didn't know how much everybody loved her until she passed away. And the church was so full inside. There was twice as many people outside as there was inside the church. It was, it was just, it's phenomenal now when I think about it. Um, she could laugh, she could find joy in everything. And even though times were hard, she just, she just found ways to say, well, we'll just keep going and find, find a way to get through this. And she was very encouraging to me. Um, she was very competitive and, and I am very competitive. <laughs> um, but uh, 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 she just she learned to to just love life, and maybe that's where I got it from. You know, just love life. You've only got one life. Enjoy it. Yes, to the fullest, absolutely. So, as you know, as you're going through your journey, do you do self audits on what's going on in your business? Oh yeah. What and how often do you think a business entrepreneurs should uh, have those uh, self-assessments of their work, what they're putting out and things like that? Do it as often as you need to. I mean, it's going to be very different for each person because we're also very uniquely us, you know, we're just different. Um, usually what happens, I, I call it a pause. Now you're not quitting. You're not stopping. You're just taking a pause. Things aren't working right take a pause, stand back, either give yourself a break because you probably haven't given yourself a break or 
give yourself a break because you need to look and assess the situation going on around you. You know, are you going too much down this way that maybe you kind of got off path a little bit? Are you doing too much in multiple areas that you need to get focused on one area? Um, you know, some people have got a million things going on all the time and they can do it to a point, but, but look at what you're doing. It's okay to take a pause. A pause is a really wonderful thing. You know, I think of it as this big, huge boulder in the middle of the road. Okay, it's there. Now, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna just stand here and go, okay, it's all over, there's a boulder, I can't do anything, no. You know, can you walk around the boulder? Maybe just sit and have a picnic lunch for a while. Maybe it's time to just take a break, you know. Uh, look around it, you know, is there, can you just get a twig under it and it starts rolling because it's just barely there. You know, what can you do, jump over it, you know. Are there people around you who can help you through this? It's, it's just, just look at everything as a challenge. You know, that's one of my whys is, is challenge. You challenge everything. And I love challenges because challenges make you grow. Growth is what you have until you reach maturity. Maturity is the day you die. Um, you know, I'm sorry to be so blunt about that. <laughs> I ain't being blunt, but you're gonna keep growing. You're gonna keep learning. When I was a kid, there were people my grandparents' age who said to me, always keep learning, never stop learning. When you stop learning, you stop living. And so always keep learning. And, and I took that to heart and I do, I keep learning. I mean, I was 58 when I got my college degrees. You know, I don't stop and, and I've gotten other certifications and stuff. And you just keep going. I mean, gosh, now I'm starting another career, writing books, doing what I really love, you know, and I'm speaking and, and I've got a podcast and I never thought I would ever have anything like that, which <laughs> I love so much because of people that are in it. That's amazing. And trust me, this is always going to be the honest, open, transparent call so you can be as blunt as you would like and i love that you use that analogy that when you stop learning you you die and it's 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 so true because then what are we living for if we are yeah. not progressing if we're not looking for growth it we're just existing and there's no fun in existing, just, you know, a daily routine, just doing the same thing over and over. We're definitely going to miss huge parts of our lives, you know, whether it's for ourselves, for our children, for our grandchildren and the legacy that we leave behind. So thank you for being blunt right. for sure. And <laughs> so how important is some R&R &R for leaders, some like, you know, some regular oh, huge. yeah yeah and you do you have to schedule in time to take a break i've got a full week in october nobody's going to be able to book anything or do anything with me one because we're moving but it's just a whole week just to get everything done that we need to get done right now trying to get ready for the move i've got big blocks of time that um are going to be uninterrupted put it that way as far as scheduling for business time but then i do have the business schedule too um if you don't take time for yourself or your family then why are you doing it you know there does come a time when you have to just hit it and go at it hard and go for it you know i've heard of other leaders spent five years working building the business but after that five years by golly they were out playing and and boating and traveling and doing things like that now not everybody 
is the same. You know, if you see somebody whose life is just, you know, doing their daily stuff and enjoying the evening, what that may be what they really love. And, and we don't need to be pushing what we think they should be doing on them. Because one, that's going to stress us out because we're trying to get other people to do what we think they should do. And two, it's going to stress them out. You want to build, you know, a love of my friend, a new friend, Matt Plank said, is that I'm no longer networking. I'm building a relationship because that's exactly what it is. You're supposed to be building relationships when you're networking. And I love that. And that's what we should do with each other is build these relationships. Now, you can't get along with everybody all of the time. Abraham Lincoln said something like that. You know, what was he? Well, some people, some of the time, but not all the people all the time. But, and it works the same way with relationships. Not that we're fooling anybody, but, but you can't be everything to everybody all the time. You can't be everything to yourself all the time. You have to give yourself a break. You have to take time to just sit back and enjoy being who you are and take time to enjoy what you've built. You know, even maybe set yourself every six months, you really take a day just to look at everything that you've done in the past six months. And you'd be astounded at it. Journals are great for writing stuff down. You know, I've got a daily calendar too that I have. And as I go back through that, it's like, wow, I had no idea I was doing all of this stuff all the time because we get so busy just working and, and, and it's not, not busy working, but we're busy building our business. I mean, and we are building, whether, you know, we were physically building a building or whatnot, you're there working at it hard all the time when you're not at the computer, you're thinking of it in your mind when you're grocery shopping, you've still got it going in your mind, you know, something triggers, especially writers, you know, everything we look at, oh, I should write about that, that would go in this book, and that's something there, so, so it's, um, yeah, I mean, you're just going all the time, you've got to give yourself a break, um, I think morning routines are very important in doing that, I think nighttime routines, journaling stuff, getting it out of your head, onto paper, so, so you're not forgetting it, but you're, you're getting it out of your head so you can go to sleep and have a good night's sleep. And it's there, you've still got it. So you can work on it. And that also helps clarify things in the morning. It's like, oh, I know exactly what to do now. Yeah, that's perfect. So I have a few things about all of that, but I wanna just go back to the question I asked about um, dealing with failure because there's a chapter in my book called Surrender. And just wanted to highlight a piece of advice that I give um, in that chapter. And sometimes we, again, we do so much and we try different ways and things are just not happening and we tend to give up. But when I say surrender, I'm not saying surrender to give up. I'm saying to surrender the outcome and really dissect and then it goes back to auditing auditing your work and you know what is really not working in that process um there's a formula to yes. everything um and once you're switching it up like you've also stated it those things are very important and that's why these questions come out because it's all about the mindset and how you handle each situation mm -hmm. so you never want to surrender to give up you just want to surrender the 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 process 
for a bit, take a step back, relook at what you've done, and then readjust what needs to be done, and then try it again. And again, if there's failure there, you still don't give up. You have to keep tweaking it until you have it the way you yeah. want it. Or again, like you suggested, move on to something else. And there's, it's okay to, to believe that maybe that is not what you need to be doing and leaving it alone. And then when it is, it will come back to you if it's meant to be. So I just wanted to touch on that. And then I, I have a good analogy for that. Give so, it to me. <laughs> so you have, have sculptors who can look at a piece of marble or clay, you know, potters who look at something, you look at woodworkers. And the one thing I hear them say is, it told me what it wanted to be. So in your business, like you were saying, if something's not working and you're tweaking it, stop and listen to hear what your business is saying it wants to be. Because it's actually you talking about what's your ultimate goal? What's the ultimate vision? And maybe this little bit of thing that you're doing here is not really going to help you to reach that vision. So you need to look at it a little bit, like you said, do the auditing and see what is really going to get me to what I want. What is it that I really, really want out of this? Like, I like writing my books and all of this, but what do I really, really want? I want my, to have something to give to my, my grandkids and their kids and their kids' kids to be happy in life, to know that they can go after what they want to do. I want to leave not a financial legacy, not, oh, this is what grandma did, but I want to leave them lessons of how to, how to build their business so they are happy in it, how to live their lives so they are happy in it, how to set themselves up financially so they don't have to have financial worries. So it's, it's a whole package thing. And that's, that's my vision. That's what I see as success for me. Um, and it's, success is different for everybody. The vision they have for what they think success is is different. And that's great because we're all different. It makes this world an amazing place to be because we're all so different. And, and we just need to really embrace that maybe it's not working because maybe I'm not quite clear on what that vision is. And so you want to let the wood, the clay, the art, you know, the marble, let it talk to you and tell you what it wants to be. And then you tell it, no, I don't think so. Or you say, yeah, that's really what I want after, you know. Yeah, that's beautiful. Clarity is definitely key when you have a vision and a mission and you want to reach a goal or an accomplishment, you definitely have to be very clear. Mm -hmm. And um, just going back to journaling, uh, it's so important because it drives me nuts that I'm up at like three in the morning with all the greatest ideas. And I'm like, I just want some more sleep. I just yes. really want some sleep. Uh, but I do have my journal next to me where I write everything down that I really want to manifest in my life. So, um, you know, I have the light on on the side, you know, try not to wake anybody up. I have to go to the bathroom and write my stuff down. And then I try to go back to sleep. But sometimes that doesn't happen either. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's very important to definitely put it down because when you 
don't have a clear idea, you're not going to remember. It's, it's going to yeah. go away. And you may remember the concept, but not the good gems that have been dropped and has been downloaded to your mind and putting that, you know, transferring that to paper. So thank you so much for that. But I, I, I definitely want to talk about, cause I'm really excited because I can't wait till I get back on vacation. So I can start this journey with you when you said that you want to leave something for your grandchildren and I, I'm not going to spill the beans. I'll let you talk about it. Your new book that you want uh, to put together um, for our children's children's children. So let me know about that. Let the audience know about that. So um, another CLA member, Tim Burton, and I were talking, we have a nice, nice coffee time together. And he goes, you know, maybe you should write to people your own age. And I'm like, okay, where's this going? And so we were just kind of brainstorming. He goes, I have something for you. You can take this, you can use it, call it history according to grandma, you know, or according to grandpa's, you know. So we came up with, I'm doing two books. And, and it's just about life lessons. And the reason this started was I talked to my sister and she says, I've got all these things I want to teach my grandkids, but now they're getting older. They don't have time. They're busy on their phones, with their games, with their friends, doing whatever. Or my kids are busy with work and all the projects they've got going on. And there's nobody to hear what I have to say. And I thought, you know, we need to write it down. I, and I, in fact, I said that to her, I says, just write it down and, and then give it to them later. I would have loved, loved to have all of these gems from my grandparents, you know, both sides of the family, telling me things that they would have liked someone had to have told them, you know, so it could be like, like, well, before I got married, I wish somebody would have told me about this, this, and this you know, or, or before um, I became a parent, you know, nobody has a book that, I mean, there's lots of books about parenting, but, but when you, you are pregnant, and, and you're, or expecting your first child, or whatever, it's like, these are things you need to think about for the long term, you know, that first one, you're going to baby like crazy, by the time you get to your fourth one, it's like, throw them over your shoulder and say, come on, let's go, you know, not quite that bad, but, but that's about it. But it's just all these life lessons. And sometimes they're told over a recipe. I have this amazing biscochito recipe that came from Spain in the 1600s. But it wasn't just the recipe. The family I got it from, it was, it was from their family. And she told me the story that went with it. And it's like those stories of life lessons, you know, of, of like, you know, you've got to let the dough rise. So when you're working on a project or, or you've got something happening, you've got to give it time to let the dough rise or you have to let, let the stew simmer so all the flavors been together, you know, and that happens in your life. You can't, can't just say, okay, today I'm going to build a house and tomorrow the house is built. It doesn't work that way. Today I'm going to have a baby. Tomorrow the baby's born. Takes nine months. Sorry, people. You know, it's... <laughs> It's going to do that. Even if you go to adopt, you can't go and say, I want to adopt a baby and bring it home today. No, it takes time to get everything done. And the things that take, take the time and the patience and the endurance are the things that are really worth it. Um, so, so those kind of lessons we want to learn about. We want to learn about the grandfather who was in battle. And, and he's going to tell you a story that 
that might relate to the battle, but he's really telling you a story of his heart, you know, or, or the grandfather who has tools and says, this is why these tools are important. This is why you choose the right tools for the right job. You know, just all kinds of things like that. Maybe you've got a quilt, you know, that was handed down as with all the different pieces of material that grandmother made their clothes out of, you know, but you've got the stories to go with it and you've got the lessons that go along with all of these things. So yeah, I'm real excited about this. This is, this is just a real heart to heart book, but, but you know what, there's times when I did genealogy, you know, 30 years of doing genealogy, you learn a lot. And the one thing I heard more than anything else is I wish I would have written the stories down. I wish I would have cared more while they were still around um, because they could still be around and maybe they've had strokes, maybe they've got Alzheimer's, there's dementia, you know, reasons or time is gone that they can't remember some things. Um, you know, and I, I wish I could have, for myself, I wish I could have written down all the stories that, that my family heard. I, my grandsons and, and I were in, um, and my husband were at a museum with old farm machinery, and I just started crying. And my husband's like, what is wrong? What happened? And I said, all those stories that my parents used to say over this piece of equipment and that piece of equipment, and right now, I can't think of a one of them to pass on to my grandkids. And it was just breaking my heart, you know. So, so let's write the stories down. Let's write the lessons down so we can pass it on to another generation. And if your own grandkids or kids don't want to listen to it, too bad for them. Because there's a whole world of the people out there who really want to hear these stories. Definitely. I'm absolutely 100% sure about that. I know I would want uh, to have received something like that. And I definitely want to be part of it. So we will be joining forces and right. <laughs> uh, definitely um, excited to, you know, get into that journey because I have my mom is my best friend. She's given me so many life lessons. And um, I definitely want to share that I share them with my son on, you know, different topics that we talk about. So just to be able, you know, I, I'm just glad that God blessed you with that idea. And you and Tim Burt just had a conversation, and it just manifested. And, you know, being in proximity as our network is in our tribe, which I absolutely love. There has been so many opportunities for people that have thought of doing things and didn't know how, but then when you get connected with other people that have exactly what you're looking for, it's just absolutely yeah. amazing and phenomenal. So I am super blessed that, you know, we've connected and we've talked so before we close out, I'll give you a moment to have your closing statements, but I want to know, uh, let the audience know how can they reach you, um, any social medias, any websites, uh, just lay them out there so our podcasters can pick that up and connect with you. Okay, I'm trying to get everything consistent. So um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, usually you find it under writers to readers, W-R-I-T-E-R-S, the number two, and readers, R-E-A-D-E-R-S. Got my website under that name. I've got my website, Ellis Kirkpatrick. 
Um, and the reason I go with LS is because there's someone who has my name who is also an author. It saves that and it's unique. You can remember it, you know, it's kind of different. Um, and uh, gosh, on Facebook groups, I think it's facebook.com slash groups slash modern day miracles experienced by ordinary people. Um, I also have writers to readers. We have, I have an anthology, but this is kind of a, a tough subject, but it's called Anthology Suicide Book. And what this book is about is people who have been on the edge of the darkness of no return and have actually stepped back or didn't go through with it or whatever, telling their story because each person can reach one other person because we each have different stories. You know, whether it's the, the um, and I'll go to the other one. Uh, the other Facebook group is History According To, and that's the grandparent books. So whether we're grandparents, whether we're, we're experiencing um, miracles, whatever it is that's going on in life, we are all so unique, so different, which makes us just uniquely us to be able to tell a story to, reach just one other person and and it's amazing just amazing how much just even just a short little story can reach out to somebody and touch their life i'm just so excited about all of this yes and i'm super excited for you as well i will be also dropping in on your links to purchase some of the books you already have out super excited thank you so much for sharing all of that but any final words on anything, anything that's on your yes. mind. I would tell you, you know, Les Brown, the great speaker says you have greatness in you. And I'm sorry, Les, but I like to take it just one step further and say, you have great value in you. You are enough, you are worthy, and you never ever run out of value. In fact, anything you do, even a smile is putting value into somebody else saying hi to somebody, holding a door open for somebody. It would be, if you took the time to just stop and think about something nice you did for somebody and saw how it affected their life. One time, all I did was smile at somebody at work and just kind of wave. And they said, you know what? You were the first person to do anything nice for me. And that smile made such a difference in my day. And I was shocked. I mean, I just do what I normally do. Um, so, so anytime you give value, you're going to get value back into yourself. You never run out of value, never run out. You always get more back than you give. So, so just be kind to yourself. And to others, I love that. That is amazing. That is exactly what I preach for sure. Definitely taking that extra step because you never know what someone's going through each day yeah. they can be you know I know I have a smile on my day uh, on my face every day I'm truly am blessed and happy but that doesn't mean that I'm not you know having a bad day I might have had a bad call or you know my son yeah. might have drove me crazy which he really <laughs> never does but um, you just never know other people uh, tend yeah. to just mask it and never think that someone's okay and that you don't need to say hi or open up a door or say thank you or you're welcome because that can make a huge difference thank you so much for that ellis it has been an absolute phenomenal 30 minutes or however long it's been uh, we're not counting um 
thank you so much. I would love oh, to have you back you. on in future in the future. And you have yeah, a definitely and wonderful day. Thank you so much for tuning in to building a leadership mindset where you have to give yourself permission to succeed and any way that looks like just know to never, ever, ever give up. Always bet on yourself because no one else is going to do it. Once you bet on yourself, they'll bet on you afterwards. So thank you again and have a great evening. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thanks.